0: Hi, I'm Eliza Cece, and you're listening to Like the Dove Podcast. After almost a decade of being immersed in and teaching New Age practices, God opened my eyes and heart to follow Him. Now I help ex-New Agers and new believers in their walk so you feel encouraged and less alone. Let's get into today's episode. Hi, sweet angel. Welcome back to another episode. I am really looking forward to this episode because it's something that's just been on my heart so much. I've been thinking about this so much the last few weeks and I'm glad that this episode is here. So we're really going to dive in today to talk about what it means when we are living our lives connected with God and Jesus as our savior. Yes. our, But also there's another word that comes before that, right? Our Lord and Savior. And so I really want to focus on this part of our relationship with Jesus and how we can be in more connection and communication with him in a way that is a relationship more than kind of stunted or kind of um, unlinked in some areas of our lives. We want Jesus to be the Lord of our life in all areas of our lives. And so that's what we're going to speak about today. We're going to go through why Westerners have our hard time with obedience and we're going to look at reframing this in order to be in a healthy relationship with God. We're also going to look at some ways to coach yourself if you're struggling in this area of your life. And I'm going to offer you some journal prompts. And then we're also going to look at how to get from inaction to action in your life. And there's also, I'm going to share with you right now that there is some space here as a reminder to let you know that coaching with me, um, in our new program called Chosen um, is now open for enrollment. So if you feel like you want to be working with me one-on-one, I'm going to be sharing a little bit more about that. But if you know you want to do this, you can go to elizacc.com slash chosen and you can see all the details, the three pillars of the ways that I work with my clients currently and the ways that you can scroll to the bottom of the page and apply to work with me after you apply we will get into connection with one another and we will make sure that it's a good fit before you enroll answer any of the questions you have all that good stuff so elizacc.com backslash chosen to learn more about that okay so let's get into our episode So first, I just want to give a little bit of a background and an understanding of the power and the importance of Jesus as our Lord, right? I think this is just so beautiful. And so let's start with the Bible. Let's start with the word Savior is used in the Bible 36 times, but the word Lord is used over 7,700 times. That's how much value there is on this principle, right? The word Lord is the Greek word kairos, which means supreme and authority. And I think that's important for us to just kind of like get a basis and an understanding, right, of the importance of this word. The fact that Savior is only used 36 times, but the word Lord is used 7,700 plus times in the Bible is something for us to take in and to really see the value and the importance that's being placed upon this word and what it ultimately means for us. When we take Jesus on as our Lord and Savior, we are letting go of all the things that we were in the past and we're taking on this new life with him and we're walking with him. And with him as our Lord, it means that his he's now our master, right? Back in the day, Lord was also a word or language that they used for landowners of people who own that land. And so now being new, created new, born again with Jesus as the Lord of our life, we're essentially, you know, disowning that old part of ourselves and we're stepping into this new way of living with him and we are choosing to walk with him and surrender to him in every area of our life where it gets difficult and challenging where we can kind of um misstep with this is that we will give Jesus um, and surrender to Jesus in certain areas of our lives, but not every area. And so that's the biggest challenge for people is to really admit and to be honest with ourselves and do an inventory of, okay, I know for sure that I have surrendered my life to Jesus in this area, in this area, in this area, but I know for sure that I'm still struggling in fully surrendering and giving this over to him right here. And so I think that it can be really helpful for us to create. um, It's a it's a coaching tool that I find very helpful. And it's like this wheel of life. And you can draw this and create this on your own, you can get out a notebook and do it now. And basically what you do is you draw a circle. And then you make a pie with all these different sections. And each section are um, named after the important areas of your life. So it could be like physical health, mental and emotional health, spiritual health. Um, It could be your relationships, like your marriage, your kids. Um, It could be your business, your work, all those kinds of things. So you can create the pie however you desire and just create each section um, to be the the most important, like the key pieces of your life, right? There's no real rules for this. And so you look at your pie and you look at the, let's say eight. Let's say there's eight slices in this wheel of life pie that you are looking at that equates to your life as a whole. And you're labeling these top eight areas that are the most important for you, And so you would start to do an inventory, you would start to pray, you would start to come to the Lord and sit with him and listen for his reflections on your life as well as your own. Um, I find my relationship with him is um, at its best where I'm just sitting and talking to him, but I'm also making space to listen as well. So it's not feeling like it's only one-sided. And so that's something that you could do with your pie. And so you're just looking at this wheel of life um, tool that you can use for yourself. And you're looking Um, this, this area of my life, I know I'm really strong and I'm, and I'm, you know, I know that I have surrendered to God in this area, this area of life, I feel like I'm still kind of struggling with idols, or um, I feel like I'm struggling with Whatever it might be. I mean, especially coming from new, new age, you know, being an ex new um, idols are something that I was, they were more obvious for me, right? But now my idols are different. So my idol might be putting my relationship to Instagram over the Lord, or putting my relationship to um, putting so much emphasis on like how I feel in friendships, Um, over the Lord, or putting my relationship with my husband, that's one that I'm always going to struggle with, because I love him so much. But I have to remember, too, that um, Jesus always comes before that, right, in my marriage. But he's an integral part of my marriage. And so that's something that I'm always kind of working through. And so you just kind of look for yourself, Um, make some time to do this process. And I will, in the show notes, put um, a blank, Uh, Wheel of Life tool that you can use if you want to print it out and get an idea for for what I'm talking about, um, if that's helpful. Um, But yeah, just to do this process and to really start to see and to be honest for yourself. And now I'm going to add on another layer here of some journal prompts. One of the things that I find very helpful, even though I'm a coach and I'm coaching my clients one-on-one, um, a practice that I walk them through and I want to teach you now in case you've never heard of it is called self-coaching. And basically self-coaching is really about helping you to coach yourself. Either if you don't have a coach, you can't afford a coach, you d- aren't ready for a coach, whatever your case might be. Um, And if you have a coach in between working, you know, doing your sessions and things. So um, I find that this is a really helpful tool for us to be using and to be mentoring ourselves, even if we're already being mentored by others, right? And so um, this is a process that you can do. And basically, you're just going to want a notebook and some time with yourself and big questions, questions that you want to just really sit and chew on and Ponder and think about, and then, of course, you know, be in communication and connection with Jesus as you're moving through these questions and being really self-aware. Being self-aware is the best. Um, I don't know; it's just something that's so valuable in this day and age. Because when we are self-aware, if when when you're aware of the way you're acting, the way you're thinking, if you can be really um, not critical but aware of what you're thinking, what you're saying, what you're doing, what your actions are, where you're not taking action, where you're struggling, you know, that is so valuable because it helps you to be honest with yourself and make better choices going forward, right? And so this, these are some journal prompts that I'm going to just give to you here and now that you can write down and, and give yourself some space to coach yourself through them. Journal prompt number one. Looking back at the tool that I just gave you, the Wheel of Life practice, I want you to write down five to eight of the key, most important areas of your life. And I want you to list them in order of priority that you have. So what what takes up the most time and effort, what you think about the most, what is the most valuable to you. And then, you know, towards the bottom of that list will be the things that are Less valuable, they're still important to you, but you don't think about them as much or you don't put as much emphasis on them. And just list those out for yourself. So that's step number one. Then in journal prompt number two, I want you to really answer this question In which of these five to eight areas of your life have you completely surrendered to Jesus, being the Lord and the overseer and the master? of these areas of your life. Is it one of these? Is it two of these? Is it all of them? Is it none of them? Just list out and maybe it would be helpful to kind of circle the ones that are not surrendered to Jesus as your Lord in your life at this time. Journal prompt number three is to ask yourself, looking at the areas of your life that you just circled that are not surrendered fully to Jesus, you want to take some time and really be thinking about why you haven't surrendered to him in these areas of your life like what's going on there what's the struggle what are you afraid of Um, all of the kinds of things that just kind of come up and just do like an exhaustive free write of just sharing here in this space this space is just for you to be organizing your thoughts and really being able to see for yourself um, what's truly happening here and why you have or why you have not fully surrendered to Jesus in these areas of your life yet. Journal prompt number four, I want you to ask yourself, what are you currently, what's your relationship currently with obedience? What does obedience mean to you? How does it show up in your life? How do you take action around to be obedient to Jesus Christ? What does that look like and feel like for you in your day to day? Um, Where are the challenges in this relationship of obedience? Where are your strengths? Where are you doing things really well? Where are you not? Really just kind of do an overarching um, study of obedience and what this looks like for you in your life as a whole, but also you could go deeper and look at the areas of your life that you have listed here. Journal prompt number five is what are the practices, experiences, and choices you're making in your life currently that you're being obedient to that aren't for God? last prompt number six and looking back to the question previous that we just said and then you're looking at if you aren't being obedient to god in those areas right what are you being obedient to and this could kind of come into like what i was sharing before like being you know having idols being obedient to scrolling and phone time right um tv time Like Netflix and chill. I think that's definitely created from the enemy, many in many ways. The more that I think about it, Um, it's all just kind of like bringing us further away from, you know, really being and developing a, a good, solid, strong relationship with the Lord. And so, okay, so those are the questions. They're big questions. They're meant to make you think, they're meant to make you stretch, they're maybe even make you feel a little bit uncomfortable. But Um, There's that old adage, right, that if we're not stretched, we don't grow. And I do really believe in that so much. Um, And I think that it's important for us to kind of lean in and get closer and get a, a grip and a grasp and an eye on what's going on for us in our lives. So that the things that are going really well, we can keep watering them and keep taking care of them and making sure they keep blooming, right? And the areas of your life where you're struggling, you get even closer to them and then you make some different choices, right? So the idea of coaching yourself is to be asking yourself these questions and to be honest with yourself about where, you, where you're doing things really well and where you're struggling, right? And how then, like, what are we going to do about it? So it's like, we have these journal prompts, we get these more, um, you know, awarenesses of ourselves. And then the next step, honestly, is just to make some plans or make some choices that will benefit and will move us closer towards truly being obedient to god i think the west the west just has a really hard time with this idea of obedience of us surrendering to something outside of ourselves when the culture teaches us that you know we are we are our own savior i know new age teaches that so much of like you know, you don't like what God writes in the Bible and tells you or commands you to do, that's okay. You can go and be your own savior. You can marry yourself. You can, you know, indoctrinate yourself into self-love culture and thinking that you are the supreme answer to everything. And it's just so sad because so many of us have been raised on self-help books and, Hay House books and all of this like self-help kind of culture and it's not really getting us anywhere. It's just making us more sad and more apart from God and our relationship to Him. And so once we come back to God, we just really want that, that depth and that communication and that relationship and just like anything, it takes time and it takes effort and it's important that we sit and that we figure out what's what what are the missing pieces what am I having a hard time with in my life right now and how can I um make better choices, just move me in a better feeling relationship with God. And knowing that my relationship with God is to glorify God, right? That's the end result, not to glorify myself, not to make myself feel better. And that's also a big distinction. Sometimes we can be so wrapped up in how we want to feel, how we don't want to feel anxious, how we don't want to feel fear, right? But when we kind of surrender to Jesus and we start to really think about um, okay, I'm going to surrender to you. Take my fear from me. There are so many beautiful Bible verses that we can lean on in our, in our times of struggle and pain and sadness, right? Just reminding ourselves, um, of how every tear that's shed, God collects, you know, like he has, he has a record of, of our grief and he's here for us. And, And honestly, no amount of what we received before we were saved, Will ever fill us the way that a relationship with God can and does, right? And so it's just a reminder for us to just kind of stay steady and to um, surrender as much as we can. You know, if you are having a hard time surrendering to Jesus as your Lord, pray and talk to Him about it, bring it to Him, help Him to hear from you. I mean, he already knows what you're thinking and all of this, right? But it's important for us to actually process it with him and watch the, watch the way that he answers your prayers. Watch the way that he cares for you so much and takes care of you right in your life from the littlest things to the biggest things that we worry about and that we're struggling with In prayer, we have the opportunity to really bring it to the feet of the Lord and for Him to help you to open your heart to Him, help you to surrender to Him. And it doesn't mean you have to do it 100% right overnight. I mean, sometimes that happens, Um, you know, like in more dramatic cases. I know mine was like a little bit more. I heard him say, get rid of your old new age business and I did it you know but that's like a more extreme case for some areas of our lives it's just gonna take some time and he's going to take that journey with you he's gonna walk side by side with you and be like okay you start with this first and you take that step in obedience and then it's something else and you you know gain your confidence and your trust in him you know, over time, right in that area of your life where other areas of your life might just be more natural. And it's like, yes, I gave it all away. Like I'm ready (laughs) in that area, you know, but some areas just sometimes are a little bit more challenging and that's okay. Remember that you have grace and just to, to give yourself grace through these trials truly the way that I see moving from inaction to action happens is by taking that first step. Sometimes we have so much fear and so much anxiety and so many like negative thoughts in our mind of like what if or kind of like doomsday thoughts of, you know, if I do this, then this is going to happen or my life's going to explode. And what I would Want you to do is to take some deep breaths when you're in that place of inaction because um what I see and what I have experienced um most often when especially like when a client comes to me and they're like, "I am just really struggling right now, The question that I'll ask them and I want to ask you is if you're in a place where you're really struggling, you're just really feeling it and you're feeling constantly like out of your body and not centered in your relationship with God and you just kind of feel all over the place, you just feel like nothing's moving no matter what you do. I wanna ask you when's the last time you've done something of service? When we put our intention and our focus on someone that isn't us, things really do shift. And sometimes when we're in this place of inaction, what can what's the best prescription for that it's to do something and so that I mean I know that might sound very simple but I've seen this happen in my life over and over again anytime I feel blocked or um you know, kind of stressed beyond, (laughs) and I don't see things moving, or I'm just kind of overthinking everything, I stop and I'm like, okay, who can I reach out to? Like, what friend or family member can I reach out to and just check in and be of service to them? Like, how can I minister to them? How can I be there? How can I be a good friend? How can I, you know, be really present with my husband? Um, Is there a client that, needs me. And so I should text them and just kind of check in and see how things are going. Like, how can I be of service? How can I take the eyes off of myself and put it on being of service to someone else? And that truly takes us from this place of like, uh, I don't know what's happening. I don't feel good to when we're helping someone else, it's impossible for us to also be in our head you know, kind of catastrophizing our lives, right? And so I think that that's a good sort of faithful foundational practice is to, you know, be in this place of service mindedness, um, especially when you're feeling like um, things are feeling like the walls are caving in around you. It's time for you to kind of like get out of your house, get out of your head, And do something that is where your focus is on someone or something else. Okay, and the last thing I want to end this episode with here is just some uh, scripture um, where Jesus is asking intense questions that I think that we all need to hear when we are in this place of really wanting to um, have Jesus in the position of our Lord, our Savior always, of course but also always, of course, our Lord. Okay. So Luke six forty six, Jesus is speaking and he says, why do you call me Lord, Lord, and you do not do what I say. So when you are being convicted by Jesus and you're not being obedient, you're not doing what he tells you to do. You're in disobedience. And basically from this scripture, he's like, why are you not doing what I tell you to do? Right? I expect you to be obedient to me. This is part of the, this is part of our relationship. Another important piece that we need to remind ourselves of is when Jesus says, deny yourself and take up your cross daily, right? That means deny our bodies, deny our wants, deny our desires, deny what would feel good, right? Right? and follow him. Do what he wants you to do. Be obedient, right? And so that's important, just something to kind of take into with yourself and just really evaluate for yourself. How are you doing in that area of your life right now? Are you being obedient to him because he expects it of you? Or are there places in your life where you're still resisting? And then if you're like, okay, what, what's kind of um, a way that Jesus models obedience to us right look at all the ways that he's obedient to his father in heaven right and one of the examples of that is when Jesus is praying in the garden of Gethsemane before he's arrested right and what is he doing he's praying so hard Luke says that drops of blood are on his face right that's how fervently he is praying right and he's begging God to say hey is there any other way for this cup to pass from me And then when he receives from his father that, like, no, like, this is is what's happening. This is the way it needs to be. Then he knows it's God's will and not his will, right? Jesus is basically showing us obedience in the absolute highest form, right? We know how to be obedient by the way that he models obedience to us. And I think that's so loving. That's what a good... Um, That's what a good teacher does is they model for their students how to embrace things that are difficult and challenging in our lives. And obviously, we're never going to have that level of experience of hardship that Jesus went through on the cross, right? Hopefully, we never have to go through something that huge, right, and painful, but also... Um, we have our own struggles and challenges in our lives and Jesus is there for you to be able to figure out how to just be in relationship with him and be obedient to him. He expects it. And when he sees you making chal- making decisions that are difficult, you know, like he, he sees that in you. He knows that it's a, that sometimes that it's a, um, it's a hardship for us to make those choices sometimes, but ultimately we know that it's what's best for us, right? Because Jesus is never going to lead you astray. He's never going to, um, have your worst interest in mind. He, we can trust him. We can trust him with our lives. And so that's why just, to me in in general, it's thinking about being obedient to God. I want to be obedient to God. I don't want to be obedient to man, right? I know what that got me before and I'm never going back there. And so if that's something that you just need to remind yourself of, of like, yeah, I know that this is going to be challenging. This is going to be scary. This might feel hard, But ultimately, when you start to make those first steps, those first changes, and you start to really put your eyes and your focus on Jesus, um, things like everything kind of seems to that we were scared of or, or anxious about does start, you know, little by little just to kind of like fade away in the background. And you can just keep your eyes and your pace focused on the Lord and start to be really just dialing into listening for his, um, his convictions and what he wants you to do and what he wants you to change and, what, and how he wants you to make changes and grow and all the things, right? So it might seem counterintuitive, but it's really just such a beautiful practice and you can rest easy knowing that you can trust in him. And I want to wrap up this episode with just reading to you Romans fourteen eight. For if we live, we live to the Lord. And if we die, we die to the Lord. So then, whether we live or whether we die, we are the Lord's. And so my prayer for you today is that if you are struggling in any area of obedience and really surrendering to Jesus as your Lord in your life, um, that you will use some of the practices and tools that I offered in this episode today. Reach out if you feel like you want to go deeper. One of the three pillars of working together in Chosen, um, my one-on-one program for coaching, is that we really look at your obedience and your connection with Jesus and your relationship that you're building and any of the challenges that you're going through and the ways that you feel like there's a disconnect, right? And so um, that's one of my favorite parts of just kind of anchoring in. There are three pillars that um, I work with my clients around understanding and knowing and Jesus as your Lord is one of them. I think it's the cornerstone of a faith-based life and once we can just kind of you know like we start in one place and we're continually growing and evolving with him throughout the rest of your life some seasons of your life will be more difficult some will feel like a breeze and you're just floating and things are just feeling so lovely right and so there's no right or wrong in whatever season you're in, but just reminding yourself to kind of ha- be steady and be put your eyes and your focus on Jesus and watch things shift and change. Watch the pain and the hard times and the difficulties to um, feel maybe you're still going through them. Maybe the challenges themselves haven't changed, but your outlook on them has because you're living in that fruit of the spirit of peace right? Of love, right? Of joy through hard times, even of, you know, just feeling more gentle or focusing on self-control, whatever it is that you are uh, working through and and Jesus is moving in your life. So anyway, I wanted to share that with you. If you want to work together one-on-one, you can go to ElizaCC.com backslash chosen to read all about it and to apply applications are open and if it feels like you would like some faith-based support um from a coach who has similar uh, values and beliefs as you and that would feel really good for you um yeah I would love to read your applications so applications are open and I would love um Share this episode if it has been impactful to you and I will see you in next week's episode. I love you so much. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. I'd be so grateful if you take a few seconds, hop over to iTunes or Spotify, wherever you're listening to this and leave a review if you've enjoyed these episodes. And it'd be so fun to just keep connected with you, hear your suggestions of things you'd like me to cover in the future episodes. And you can do that through DM on our new Instagram, Page at like the dove, or you can email me info at elizacc.com. Don't forget, we have a really amazing freebie for you in the show notes called the New Believer Resource Library. It's full to the brim with book recommendations, Bibles I use and love, and all kinds of links and support for your walk with God. I hope it helps you. Okay, I'll see you in the next episode.